Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my magical guest for the day is Mindahi Bastida. Mindahi is the director of the Original Nations Program of the Fountain, a caretaker of the philosophy and traditions of the Otomi Toltec peoples, and an Otomi Toltec ritual ceremony officer. He's a consultant with UNESCO on issues related to sacred sites and bioculture. And he's also served as director of the Original Caretakers Program at the Center for Earth Ethics. Welcome, Mindahi. Thank you. Thank you for having me, uh, Emmy. It's a great honor to be in your program. Oh, it's a blessing to have you with us, Mindahi. And I am so very excited to be learning from you today. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I love to start by asking my guests, what does sacred feminine power mean to you personally? Yes. Acknowledging the feminine power is from the origins. Accordingly with our stories or origin stories of how life came to, to spark, it said that the feminine gave it itself, the cocodrile feminine, and then the stars arose, and then the universe came to, to life. But it was also the, the male, the sparkling force that came together in balance. But the feminine is also, is always sacred, is always beautiful, it's always mystery, and that's how we honor the feminine side in our lives. So the feminine is always love, it's always giving us so much, because it's about giving and receiving. And the feminine is always, always, in a beautiful way, the omnipotent presence of what is the seed of life. Mm, beautiful. I love everything that you said there. And I would love to go a little bit deeper into a couple of the things that you mentioned in, in just a moment. But before we go there, Mindahi, would you please share a challenge that you have faced on your path that's really helped you to activate this power within you and on your path? Yes. Uh, I must say that I come from a lineage of my grandmother. My grandmother... Uh, was a, a mentor to me and also my grandfather. It was my grandmother who had this uh, very special way of being because she was a healer and she always took care about the family. And in that, I acknowledge that uh, my path has been always in that direction about serving, service in in the community, service in the region, and also bringing the ancestral wisdom to today, to the modern way of life, how we can live in peace and harmony with nature and with Mother Earth. So that's my path, the care of life and the unification process that is building up around the prophecy of the new dawn. 
Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And would you perhaps please share some some challenge, one challenge that you have faced on that path that uh, has really been a big one and affected you in in some ways? Yes, um, one path is because um, one challenge that I had is when I was studying at the university and before at the high school and elementary school, I always uh, was wondering um, why uh, I was uh, learning this competitive way of living instead of uh, the collaborative way of living that the community was teaching me. So Mm -hmm. it it always uh, was very difficult for me and it's been difficult for me until today. And and that's why, uh, you know, this different ways of being, these different ways of of living uh, has impacted me so much because in the community, in the original nations, people's way of living, uh, we always try to collaborate and come together for anything. So there is a concept in the in my language, in the Otomi Toltec language, that is called Inforste. That's a community work. It's a collaborative way of uh, doing things. So whenever uh, it's needed, we come and approach each other and help each other. But now I can see that in many communities around the world, uh, they still have this uh, this way of living, but it's been lost. So now the challenge is the challenge is really how we can uh, you know stop those and, and reverse those damages in the communities and worldwide in the cities and the neighborhoods in the small communities. How we can really relearn reactivate this uh, community way of living. Because community is not just humans, it's all what we are immersed, the ecology, you know, the territories, the environment, the sky and the earth and underneath. So that's the main challenge I have been uh, feeling for uh, many years until, until to now. But I, it's my, my duty to really bring the awareness that there is another way of living and that way of living is going to support life systems is going to support the thriving of human species because we are in a very big crisis now not just from the material but uh, spiritually we have a spiritual crisis as well which is reflected in the the so-called climate crisis or climate change and that's what I can say that is a big challenge for us, not just for my life, but uh, what, whatever happens to one happens to others. So this is about, not just about me, it's about us. Yes, for sure. And what you're describing is certainly a, a huge challenge in, in so many ways considering how individualistic we have become in the Western societies and how, how much we focus on, on doing things 
on our own, alone, rather than in that community way that you talk about. And especially if we look at how much of a strain we have placed on on nature, on Mother Earth, and the environment overall, just through the destructive habits that we adhere to on a daily basis. And when I say we, I'm talking about humanity as a collective with the understanding that there are so many people like you who understand the delicate balance between, or, or the, the harmony that ought to be there between humans and Mother Earth that really isn't there at the moment and are doing their best to change things. So how, how do you go about this, Mindahi? What is your approach to addressing this challenge? Well, the, the way that we can address this challenge is that, that we begin to work in ourselves, that we need to understand that we are not alone. And we need to really go in ourselves so we can come out in, a, in another way. So it's beginning with ourselves in the inner, in our thoughts, in the ways we take care about our bodies this body that was given to us. And we have to honor what is also the matter, but also the connection with the spirit, the, the mystery with the great spirit, how we can really know about ourselves yeah, and what kind of um, food or things we are putting in, our, in ourselves what kind of water we are drinking, what kind of air we are breathing, and the, you know, all what it is important in our lives, what we are composed by is about thinking that whatever comes into our bodies is going to reflect, is going to be reflected in our health. Yeah. So if you want to give, you need to have uh, and beginning for good thoughts, good actions, good feelings. So it comes from that place that we need to go into the, the being and then acknowledging that we are not alone because whatever is in our bodies is a sacred elements that we are the reflection of the, those sacred elements and then you know, we need to really strengthen our families, our communities. Because if we are healthy and we can support others around us, then we have a healthy family. And in many places, the family is disrupted. And we need to come back. We need to really strengthen our families. And when I say families, it's not just a blood family is the families where you uh, are coming together, where you are working, where you are acting, and where you have those feelings. So the family is also the mountains, it's also the rivers, family is also the sky, family is also the, the buildings that are around you. So how you take care about others, but how can you give to others if you don't have uh, that love for yourself? 
So beginning with the love of ourselves, how we take care about ourselves, we can take care about others. And then the communities are strong, and then the nation is strong, the nations are stronger. So this is uh, how we feel that we need to come back to the origins, and the origins is ourselves, in connection with the mystery, in connection with the origins of life, and we need to really understand that we are composed by all those elements that we breathe, that we eat, that we walk on, and that we are touched by. So that's the beauty of life. <laughs> that is the beauty of life indeed. And I truly hope that a lot of people are listening to this interview and really taking in the message that you have just shared there, because it is so important. It is vital to the survival of humankind on this planet. I mean, Mother Earth, I believe, will go on without us, but we cannot go on without Mother Earth. And everything that you're talking about is just so very beautiful and graceful. And as I said, vital for our future as a species. So thank you for sharing all of that wisdom in Dai. Now, I know that you work a lot with ancestors and you've also recently written a book about ancestors that was published by Sacred Stories Publishing. Would you please talk a little bit more about ancestors from the perspective of your lineage and, and the culture and tradition that you come from? Yes, and thank you for, for saying that because ancestors are with us, you know, from the origins. Uh, we always think that ancestors are just uh, our family or the family that we had before. But also ancestors is the community that uh, existed and also the deities and, and spirits and also the caretakers that were before us. So there's a remembrance of lineage in this case. And uh, some uh, clans or some people, they have a deep relationship with some animals or some, or some plants or some minerals. They are also ancestors. And that's the reason uh, some people are more uh, related to the bear or others are related to the eagle, others are related to the you know, to the uh, plants like uh, like the palm, or uh, others are related even to the very beautiful and strong uh, images of the jaguar, or the the boa, and other sacred animals. So even even in the, in some countries in in some places in some communities they are related to a special kind of flowers like the lotus or like the simpasuchel or uh, you know the the roses and and so so i i want to say that today we have this uh, this time to remember that we are here because of our ancestors. We are here because of them. And we, are, we will become ancestors for the future generations. So we are also the reflection of the past, but also how we are uh, 
linked to the future. And for that, I want to say that sacrifices are so important because in the sacrifices, uh, ancestors is where, uh, you know, these entities and, and caretakers dwells, and they produce this beautiful energy. So life on, on and in Mother Earth is possible. So life is very important, and this act like uh, acupuncture places around the world. Huh. Uh, where there's a pulsation and and all life is possible because um, these ancestors are still with us. Uh, for example, we have a very beautiful uh, um, celebration about the dead because the dead are also bit bit needs to be honored, and we have the day the day of the dead, Dia de Muertos in many places, not just in Mexico. And we bring all the flowers, all the, the beverages, all the, the food that the, our ancestors used to like, and we honor and we offer. Those are offerings that we bring together, so we remember them. And the, the fact that our ancestors are so important is because they can, they can guide us in difficult times. So whenever there is something uh, difficult in our lives, we can remember and recall our ancestors and ask for guidance, ask for light, ask for this beautiful way of walking in this life with truth, with light, and also uh, how we can deal with problems in, the, in our daily lives. So ancestors is a divine remember, remembrance of lineage, but also connection. Is connection because that connection can give us the strength to live in a beautiful way in this world. So those teachings that uh, our ancestors uh, are giving us and gave us in the past, so we ca we cannot commit again, the same mistakes that we are doing. So now, more than ever, we need the support of those ancestors to really behave with Mother Earth. As you said very clearly, Mother Earth is going to thrive, but we cannot. We cannot survive without this beautiful being. And we are just children, but we need, we need to behave in a beautiful way. We need to take care about our home, about Mother Earth. We need really to be in reciprocity, in permanent reciprocity with what gives us life. So it's what is the beauty of this uh, uh, book, Ancestors, uh, just to remember that we are not alone, that we have always been in connection with our past so we can see the future. Mm, beautiful. So, so much wisdom there again, Mindahi. Really, really appreciate the way you are expressing these really, really complex and yet at the same time very simple concepts that really are the foundation of life on Earth. And the way you talk about ancestors is just really, really beautiful to listen to as well. 
when when you say ancestors, are you referring specifically to to blood ancestors, or do you also include what might be called soul ancestors uh, in 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 your definition of ancestors, where you come from? I'm referring even uh, in a more complex way because um, ancestors are also the entities, the deities that dwells in not just in the sacred sites, but in many places around the world and in the, in the universe, right mm. in connection with us. So uh, this is an expanded way of being in this world. Uh, so in other words, ancestors are also the mountains. Uh, ancestors are also the rivers, the lakes, the springs. Ancestors are also uh, the manifestation in the sky, the clouds. So they are they are also ancestors because they have been before us, before humans appear in this beautiful planet. They were here before. So even I, I want to say something about how uh, even ancestors are even in a more complex way. For example, the oil that is underneath the earth is is our ancestor, yeah. and we need to respect. If we are, you know, we are bringing out the the oil and uh, all beautiful things that Mother Earth gives us, and is keeping for this balance, for this uh, way of living in a in a harmonious way, if we are digging in and we are not respecting, we are not asking for permission in a proper way, then we are just burning our ancestors. And that's why we are we have this, this connection, we have this problem in the world mm. because Mother Earth uh, is crying now. Mm. Mother Earth got fever, mm. uh, what is called climate change because uh, there's so much burning of our ancestors talking about oil and other other elements. So they are also our, our ancestors. So we need to respect. Of course, when you carry out something and you need, we need, uh, you know, for this way of living, modern way of living, we need a lot and there's a lot of consumption. We need to slow down stop and reverse the damage that we have created. Because at this time, it's human beings that have been misbehaving. In general, we all are in this. It's not just the other or the other or the, the companies. It's us as well, because we are consuming things that are not good for us or for Mother Earth. It's just the way we think. And uh, we need to respect also those kind of ancestors. Mm, absolutely, yes. And I spend part of my year in in Zambia and part of the year, in, the other part of the year in Finland. And both countries have a lot of mining going on, whether it's for copper or gold or gemstones mm. or whatever it might be. And and you've just prompted me to think about this from a from a different perspective in terms of seeing the gold, seeing the gemstones, seeing the the copper and any other things that are mined from underground as our ancestors as well. And 
no wonder it really hurts me when I see mining happening. In fact, very close to us in Zambia, uh, a neighbor has started a mining project, a quarry at the moment, but it looks like it's, it's really going to continue going where he's just digging and digging and digging into the ground with no, yeah. no intention of even trying to save the nature around. And it, it really just hurts me to, to be so close to that. And I feel it in my body. So now mm-hmm. I understand it much more clearly when you talk about all of this as our ancestors as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you. Yes, yes. Um, and then you must say that, <clears throat> that we all have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. We have duties and to, to stop that damage. Of course, we are going to need still some things that are needed for our modern way of living, but we can <clears throat> we can do better. We can really uh, regenerate life. There are so many ways. So I think consumption must be one of the things that we need to take into consideration in, in our daily lives, and then consume less than we need. Mm-hmm. Just what do we need, the basic needs, that we can consume what is needed, not more than we need. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why uh, I'm calling all of humanity to really think about the beauty of life, how we can be in reciprocity, in regeneration what, for what gives us life. Mother Earth and Father Sky, you know, Father Sky is suffering so much as well because of the all the the gases, the green gases that are in the atmosphere are hurting us. And not just us, all the plants and all animals, and even we don't know what is happening to the minerals and other, you know, to the soils, but something is happening. Mm-hmm. And you know, life is in in danger ourselves we are in danger because of greed but this is the time to come back to the origins and to really respect and and for the healing and balancing of mother earth we need to really be aware of that we are not alone and we need to to take care about each other absolutely take care of each other and look within number one and really start treating mm-hmm. our bodies as sacred as well. Yes. Mm, beautiful. Wow, you've, you've shared so much w- wisdom, Mindahi. I I'm, I'm really, really appreciate all the work that you do and all that you are and this wisdom that you are sharing to, to a really large audience because of the institutions and the agencies that you have been working with as well, as I mentioned in the introduction. If, if our listeners wanted to find out more about you and your work, where would they go? Yes, um, we have been working in, with the Oriental issues and peoples worldwide, but especially in the Americas where uh, we have been a, building up the Council of the Eagle and the Condor, the Grand Council of the Eagle and the Condor, with the spiritual representatives from, from the Americas. And we are following uh, the fourth Earth mandate. The first one is the acknowledgement of the spiritual authority of original nations and peoples. 
meaning that we are bringing together spiritual elders because we are following uh, as well the the prophecy of the eagle and the condor that we need to be in communication come together so it's what we call the unification process and it is not just us as original nations and peoples but also humanity that want to hear about ancestral wisdom and for that uh, the spiritual practices that we carry out are very important because uh, we can bring light ancestral wisdom to this crisis that we are facing as human beings so the spiritual authority is is uh, needs to be a knowledge i'm not talking about religions i'm talking about spiritual practices to be in harmony in balance with life and how we can come together and act together in a beautiful way that we can uh, really serve to the to the life itself so that's the first mandate and we are advancing and we we want to to come together in another council of council of 13 this uh, council of the yola and the condor plus others from other continents six others so it comes to 13 and then the third layer the, the last layer is the council of 52 the grand council and those spiritual elders are going to represent the bio regions and biocultural heritage from around the world and then they can give guidance uh, in any place to humans to institutions to governments how we can work together and advance together uh, the care of life so that's the first mandate and the second mandate is uh, the protection of biocultural sacred sites or the reactivation of sacred sites around the world and we have been doing this work going to mount etna in italy mount mount fuji in japan and mount mount blanca in the four corners area in the united states that was the first phase but we are also working with another team uh, that we have gone to egypt south africa uh, we just went to the azores uh, just uh, two weeks ago and we are doing this work uh, to really reconnect and reactivate and re uh, regenerate life uh, and we are the ones who are doing this work it's not public but little by little is being acknowledged and being known by the public and it's going to be more but uh, until now has been more uh, let's say private and that's what we are doing around the second one second earth mandate and also i have been working with unesco to provide uh, elements uh, categories uh, a paper uh, for a draft paper to consider consider the protection of sacrifice around the world uh, pushing for a new regime to international regime to protect sacred sites because there is no so we are doing that work it's taking time but maybe someday it's going to be possible I, i'm sure that it's going to be possible because we are working on that and the earth and the third earth mandate is about the 
building and establishment of the houses of original thought, original thinking. Uh, this means that we need to recover those uh, houses where elders and children came together, or any anyone who wanted to learn from um, philosophies and also ancestral knowledge, uh, they can come around the fire and share and really learn from our ancestors or learn from the wisdom that we have been keeping for millennia. And the fourth Earth Mandate is about the intercultural exchange, intercultural dialogue. This is just to say that we want to be at the international, national and the local levels to interact with others as original peoples and nations. Uh, so that's the reason we are appearing now more than ever in the international arena, uh, going to the uh, conference of the parties for the climate change, for the Commission on Biological Diversity, and many others, many other other uh, international uh, gatherings where original nations and people's voices and are being heard more and more. So that's the intercultural dialogue that we are immersed and we are uh, participating with but also the we want to advance the intercultural exchange how we can exchange not just ideas but but uh, goods or or things that we can uh, exchange with others so we have a better a good living good living that's what we are doing and also we are working with the fountain, you know, the organization that I'm director of the Original Nations programs. And we have this beautiful program around the Mother Earth delegation and we are delivering messages every single month. Every single month we carry out a prayer, a worldwide prayer. And um, you can find this, this in the, the information in the web page of the uh, of the fountain.earth and uh, anyone can welcome to listen to the elders. So that's the service that we are doing and that's why we are very busy uh, working around the world. Thank you. Mm. Wow, that is huge work. Very, very powerful work, Mindahi. Thank you for your sacred activism and for all that you do for Mother Earth and the collective on our planet and beyond <laughs> as well. Um, Mindahi, yes. uh, if, if our listeners wanted to read your book, The Ancestors, how would they find it? Uh, yes, it's very easy. You just um, uh, type Ancestors, uh, Mindahi Bastida, uh, and there is a, a way to to ask for it in the through Amazon, mm -hmm. through Amazon, and there are others through the other ways. But the Amazon is the is the fastest way to to ask for for the book or a, or the online uh, version. But it's it's very easy to, to ask for for the book and to be delivered soon. Mm -hmm. 
Beautiful. And I'll also include the link to the book um, in the show notes. So it's easy for everybody to just click on and, and get to the book. And I am so looking forward to reading it myself as soon as I get my hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Amy. Mm, beautiful. Thank you, Mindahi. Thank you for all the work that you do and all the wisdom that you've shared with us today. Thank you. And thank you to all the people that is listening. I'm really looking forward to to see more people interested in this in these important topics and this important way of living. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. Now everybody, just for a moment, let's focus our intention and our awareness on this really beautiful, inspiring energy that's been activated. And imagine sending this energy to everybody and everything on our planet to remember that we are all truly one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also ascend and heal. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening.